Okay, and when we're ready. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. And today we have the fantastic Carl Heslop from Obedair Construction. How are you, Carl? Very, very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah, really, um, I won't say enjoying the lockdown, but adjusting to the lockdown. Yeah. So, uh, you're still out and about though, aren't you? Doing various things. I know you've been doing quite a bit of work with Shekinah, for example, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, we've still got essential sites uh, running at the moment. Um, those which um, aren't able to, to close for various reasons. So we're working at Derford Hospital and um, also uh, working for a company that makes uh, medical equipment for the NHS. So we've had to keep those sites going under um, additional control measures, but yeah, I, I did the soup run, um, I think it was the Thursday of the first week of proper lockdown and uh, realised that there, there is a real need for additional food and additional resources for that charity. So did a bit of a deal and, um, and the local people of Plymouth stepped up and provided us with lots of donations and lots of offers of help. So yeah, we've been feeding um, three or four nights a week helping with the winter provision and the rough sleeper team. So it looks like we're probably going to feed about 2,000 people um, over the lockdown period. Wow. Is, is this mainly feeding homeless or feeding homeless and, um, and, and those who just can't feed themselves? It's a little, it's a little bit of both. Um, we do the soup run as a business um, with, the, um, uh, with Shekinah as a charity. Yeah. Uh, but the, and, and before... Before I got involved, I thought it was just that. I thought it was just, you know, rough sleeping, homeless people. But you do get quite a lot of people on the soup run who have a have a roof over their head, but pretty much that's all they've got. You know, they can they can't put food on the table, so they come out to the soup run and, and get food. Um, but we've been delivering food bags to um, homeless people that are actually in the winter provision. They're in a there's 50 people in two houses in Plymouth which need food every night which we've been providing food bags for um, and also there's the rough sleeper team which actually physically make sandwiches and go out and find some of the people that don't either make it on the soup run or mm. aren't in the winter provision houses so mm. there's, a, there's a whole plethora of people that need support and um and i've and, you know i've been amazed by the amount of support that, that one appeal has, has, has generated it's been absolutely fantastic it's a tough time it's it's a tough time for um for kids who've been relying on school meals um on, on getting a free school meal in well the schools aren't open there's not a free school meal for them so the, there's always a big danger they 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 fall through the net and 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 don't get looked after yeah and, it, and, and it's relatively relatively cheap to feed um the people um, within the charity so yeah. and I think that's that's probably been the success of, of I detailed out how cheap it is to actually provide a food bag I think it's a pound a food bag for one person um, for one night so a lot of people have sort of said well a lot of companies have said well I'll I'll do 50 pound for that night and I'll do and and collectively everyone giving a small amount as as in turn created quite a lot of money and support we're now able to buy sleeping bags and some toiletries and loads of other stuff that uh, because we've had so many donations which has been great excellent excellent are you still finding quite a few people are sleeping rough because 
I think the government were looking at trying to to get rough sleepers off the streets during this pandemic, weren't they? Are you still coming across lots of street sleepers? Yeah, there was the, the, the first night that, that I did it, it was, I think it was either the first or second night that they'd actually got a winter provision with people in some housing. Yeah. Um, and I think the view was that by doing that, there would be less people on the soup run. But what mm. actually happened is it, it the, the numbers increased. So that created that void of additional food that was that was required and um and we've actually done some emergency bags as well because the numbers are fluctuating so much on each night we could have from 70 to 110 people on the soup run and there's a reluctance to do 100 food bags because it's got fresh fruits and, and sandwiches and everything and throw it away yeah uh, so um there's always been a there's always been a reluctance to to, to overcompensate uh, but if you only take out 60 or 70 bags, you could on some occasions be 40 short. So we've done some mm. emergency bags as well with food that doesn't go off, that can be grabbed no. and just ease the pressure on the people that do the soup runs. Um, mm. and, and also this, the, the soup run has been affected by uh, lack of volunteers because um, social distancing is very, 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 mm. very difficult to patrol and not everybody wants to, to put themselves in that, in that environment for understandable reasons so um it's been a bit of a change in how we've done it to um to make sure that food is provided but you know fair play to everyone um it's been it's all through the lockdown there's been plenty of food and it's it's, it's happened every single night which is great excellent that's excellent yeah i mean good for you carl i mean it's, it's um i mean there, there are a lot of people um like yourself who have sort of reached out and and done some vital work at this time and i, I think it's it's an incredible show of community isn't there we were talking to um natalie corner a couple of days ago and she was saying the same there's been um a real uplift in community spirit actually everyone's sort of helping each other out yeah it's been amazing absolutely amazing yeah so you're um you're a relatively new basketball fan aren't you carl so <laughs> are we saying roughly 18 months now i think it's it's interesting because um joe um our son was um he, he actually tidying in his room, tidying his room. <laughs> can you believe it? That is, is a major milestone, and um, and he had a program on the side, and uh, and I picked it up this morning, and it was the program from that very game, that really, where where I'd been to games before, but that was the game where I um, uh, we decided to sponsor a player and get more involved, and and that that yeah, so that's just started off a whole journey of basketball madness name <laughs> yeah and I, yeah true uh, and i have to say a big thanks carl because i mean it, it, your support has been fantastic and you've grown it over the 18 months as well um and you have been a terrific sport um support to the club and, and for me personally as well so yeah massive thank you um but it's not just supporting the club is it so joey's been uh, heading along to the plimstock pelicans and uh, yes. has made the under 20 uh, under 20s under 12 selects as well now how yeah, old, like, yeah. Yeah. sorry how old is he he's 12 okay. he's, uh, yeah so he acts like he's in the under 20s but um <laughs> uh, i have to remind him he's, he's only 12 but um but yeah i've seen it I, I got involved um as a as a sponsor and um uh and you know, we've we've carried that carried that on, and obviously as a result of that, come along to watch um, a lot of games. Um, but I've seen it. I'm, I'm now 
a massive fan. I'm sort of um, indirectly Raiders business development. I, 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 even <laughs> go, I even go to events, like I go to the rugby and talk to everyone about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, a bit of a running joke. Um, but then I'm also, I've observed it um, as a parent, um, the, the, the community um, facility that's there within the city. And I've been absolutely bowled over by by what is in what is in place and um and i did uh, uh, did speak to richard about a cvl tournament that i that i attended joe only attended actually because his football was cancelled so it was a it was, he, he had a spare morning he'd been playing at, at plimstock pelicans um for a few weeks he was able to do the cvl tournaments so we went along and it was absolutely you know amazing absolutely fantastic um and I, and I sent a message to to Richard and I'll, I'll probably um uh, the risk of embarrassing Phil Hughes um he was he was refereeing a a game and um he, he actually stopped the game um there was a young girl that was playing and he made sure everybody moved away she was able to bring the ball out she was able to pass to someone someone would pass back to her so she fell you know, included within within that game, and yeah. um, he'd he'd picked up that that she, you know she wasn't she was having fun, but she wasn't as involved as, as she needed yeah. to be, yeah. and um, and I thought that was absolutely brilliant, and that you know the leadership, the the level of coaching, the support from Ben and and all the other coaches is just just absolutely phenomenal, and I can't speak more highly of it, and and I think if we can, you know, keep that, grow that, and yeah. and. You know, give all those kids that level of support and mentorship. It's it's going to be absolutely phenomenal for the city. It's yeah, also yeah. it's all that behavioural coaching that 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 runs through it as well. Is it's um, that's one of the best things that 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 we do. It's tremendous. Yeah, I I said to Richard, I don't think we're just going to develop some good basketball players. We're going to develop yeah. good referees. We're going to develop good coaches. We're going to develop you know good good support staff. Um, and the the enthusiasm good in people. the other, yeah. good people and um, and I, and I think they've got a real competitive edge all of those kids yeah. they want to do well I think the level is right between this is a competitive sport and this is an academy and we want you to improve but not but not to the point where it's not enjoyable yeah. um, so uh, I think they've got that that, that real that real mix um, um, right, and um, you know, and, and Joe was lucky, lucky enough to be um, pulled into the under-12 squad. And then when you sit as a parent and you see that pathway that is mapped out to to the kids, it's you know, I said to Joe afterwards, I said, God, I, I just so wish I was 12 again because this yeah. is unbelievable. They they really, you know, and in a lot of schools, it's about raising aspirations. You know, they've really set that bar for the kids and said, you know, that opportunity is there if you want it. And um, and you know I think the only the only hurdle we've got now is just to get that message out to as many people as we can in as is you know in as quick a possible time as we can you know it's absolutely absolutely phenomenal so um, I knew it was good and um, you know Joe Joe um, was football mad absolutely football mad and um, and um, well Richard will know uh, we were at a basketball game and he went up for the three throw competition and Richard walked up to him and obviously we didn't know Richard at the time and and he put a microphone in front of Joe's face and said so um are you into basketball and he said on the microphone no not really I, I prefer football 
and um, and and twelve. I nearly banned you both then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, twelve months down the line, um, you know, he's he's absolutely basketball stupid. So, um, and I think there's, I think the good thing is now, I think basketball in the city is is attracting kids from other sports where it was, you yeah. know, it, it, there wasn't a facility to do that previously. Yeah. And I think yeah, I mean that. Go on, Basha. Just one addition. I think, uh, of course, doing sports is great, healthy. But to be, if the 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 younger you can teach kids to be a team player, that helps you in life because we can only be as successful as a team. I mean, look at us. We need you. We need the community. We need you know. When we come all together, we create a success. And I think sports is the best way of and that's my team parking. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very true. And that, that, again, that's the beauty of playing a team sport. And you're learning a bit about everything, aren't you? You're learning about playing together. You're learning about winning and losing. You're learning about competition. And there's ultimately kids are coming out of schools um, having not played competitive sport and not realizing that, do you know what? Life is a competition. You're going to be going to job interviews, competing against other people. You're going to be going for apprenticeships against other people. It's, um, you know, that's, that's part of life. And yeah, I think it's, it's really important. Uh, and I think if you look at the Sport England, it bugs me a little bit because um, some of the, the, the Sport England strategy now has gone towards kids being active. Um, and a lot of the funding is geared up towards that. So there's, there's almost some argument that people would rather kids walk around the block for half an hour every single night than they then go and play competitive basketball or football or, or something in a team where they are learning these other skills. They're not just keeping fit. They are learning some really important life skills. Yeah, you could be the best uh, basketball player in the world, but if you don't know how to play in a team and be a team member, there is no life for you at basketball. And it's, yeah. it's everything in life. So I think uh, that's why we emphasize, we emphasize a lot team sports. It is definitely, I mean, I'm not saying individual sports are not good. We need those as well. But I think at a young age, everybody should be involved in a competitive team sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that was one of the one of the reasons that the coaches gave to the lads that were selected within mm -hmm. the CVL sessions. They said you, you'd shown um, ability, but you'd also shown some leadership, some support, and and you were ready to be coached as a as a as an individual, and um, and they could see potential not just as just talent alone, um, mm -hmm. which um, and I think they've got the mix. I've got the mix um, right, and um, yeah, I cannot believe how much I've missed it, and Joe's missed it, and you know, it it's really has had a you know an effect. You know, we we just miss the games, miss you know, miss the training, miss miss it all, really. Yeah, I, I think I think it. Um, I, I, I'm I'm pretty keen on on a variety of sports, but. It, it's amazing how much you miss there not being sport to access. You can't go do sport. You can't watch. But you know, watching reruns from a long time ago doesn't quite make up for for, for watching live sport. And it and for me it means it doesn't really feel like we have a weekend anymore. Yeah, there are some good documentaries on though. Um, so I had a bit of a trawl through last night. So firstly, Bashak, have you been watching the Chicago yeah. Bulls? Yeah. You have? 
Okay, the last dance. Yeah. I'm not. Fi I haven't finished them all, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, but there's uh, there's a lot of good basketball related uh, documentaries out there at the moment. If you search for thirty. <laughs> There's some great documentaries, Bad Boys, about the about the, the Detroit Pistons back in the day, and um, Jordan Rides the Bus, Guru of Go. Uh, yeah, some really good ones. So if you, you want your basketball fix, look up 30 for 30, and there's, there's loads of good ESPN films. So after this lockdown, Carl, I'll be a basketball expert with all the history and everything. I'll quit yeah, you. There will be a test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm watching all the documentaries. Yeah. Anything that could be learned through documentaries, that's my, <laughs> that's yeah. my nighttime. <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this opportunity now because I've had my knuckles wrapped uh, about a certain, certain things that I've said about our, um, our development program. So just to repeat what I said, I said the likelihood is the next BBL player will be coming from our under-12s program. Now... I didn't mean to suggest that all of the kids over and above who are, who are working hard at the moment and playing hard wouldn't get the opportunity to play BBL. And I absolutely hope and encourage them to keep playing and we'll keep working away at them. When I meant the likelihood is I was purely talking about a numbers game. Um, because my goal was always to try and get, if I can get 300 kids playing at under 10, under 12s, those level, that's 600 kids we've suddenly got a pool of 600 kids across the city to pull the best 15 from. Whereas um, sort of historically over recent years, we've held trials and um, who comes along gets you know, put in the team if they're good enough. Um, but there's been nowhere really else for them to go. So when I say the likelihood is that we're going to get uh, a player coming from that age group, it's simply because we've got so many kids now playing across that age group who will hopefully slowly move up. So I hope I won't get any more written in complaints. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah, well, probably after that. Yeah. Um, but actually, you're a player yourself now, Carl. I I understand. Uh, in, the, in many ways. In the, in, the, um, in the loosest sense of the word. Um, and, and that is because of Raiders. We, we, we obviously, as part of our sponsorship package, we got a training session with the Raiders and um, we went along of us went along and really enjoyed it and i just thought to myself i've, I've never played basketball so um um we should maybe maybe do it our contracts manager is six foot seven so he sort of said well i played at school so why don't we get a call um turns out one of our best friends used to play for the raiders b team um, uh -huh. years ago so um and um he's a member of a church that has got a basketball court so uh, he said well maybe we can you know, maybe we could uh, get a few guys together. And, and I think now on a Wednesday night, prior to lockdown, obviously, there's about 16 of us now that, that, that turn up and do our drills and have a game. And uh, having played my first game at 44, I realised probably why I didn't play basketball. <laughs> uh, so, um, but it's, it's I, I really got an appreciation. I'm terrible. Uh, but really of the physicality guys have to do and, and you yep. know the the speed at which they have to think in order to you know make the right decision on the court and everything else so yep. I, I reckon off the back of that i probably enjoy the games a lot lot yeah. more because i um, yeah. i understand it a bit more yeah absolutely um so business itself carl how how is oberdare doing at the moment 
well we've we've remained open uh, mm. for the period of the lockdown we have a few few um pull off members of staff just because um there uh, there was a couple of sites that that, that weren't essential so that we, mm. we we closed them down but no we're very very busy with inquiries um we we're still pricing we're still almost dealing with a plan for what we're going to do beyond lockdown so we um we took that decision to to do that so uh, all of our office staff are still working albeit in in um, isolation in remote locations and and that part of it has been has been great you know we we have ms teams we have zoom we we can all work we prove we can all work remotely the work is still getting done so so i think um we will continue to have a bit of a hybrid of home working and office working um, moving forward because I think it does does work. I I've I've set up an office at home, and I'm going to keep this office at home uh, so that I can have um, a mix of, of both. But you know, obviously, there is a nervousness of uncertainty when we come out of lockdown in relation to what clients want to spend. But we're of the view: let's control what we can control. And, um, and do the best that we can, and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll uh, you know we've still got projects which haven't stopped; they're suspended, so that they will come back, and we can pick up some more work through the other other side to continue going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you think there's going to be a bit of a bounce back after everyone's allowed out? Is construction going to take a giant step forward, or is it going to be a slow restart? Do you think? I think there's definitely a willingness from the industry to to bounce back, and I think all of the projects, because it was very very buoyant prior to lockdown, mm -hmm. there will be a lot of projects that will need to be finished. So I think you will see uh, a number of projects and a lot of activity within the construction sector when we come out of lockdown. Mm. I think it's the next wave of of projects that haven't started where you have the option maybe to delay or postpone depending on on funding. I would yeah. also say that local authorities probably going to struggle with some some projects. Some things might get um, put on the back burner, um, but I hope that there's there's not uncertainty for uncertainty's sake. Um, mm. I hope it's it's you know there's um, there's still people that are looking to to invest and grow, and, mm. and hopefully there'll be lots of businesses that will diversify, which ultimately will grow opportunities. I can imagine there may be a, an upsurge in um, UK manufacturing as a result of what's happened. So, you know, there might not be as many hospitals, there might not be as many um, schools to do, but there might be some more warehouses and, and, and so on to do. So I think it's adapting as a business to what um, what's what's available in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a sponsor of the club, um, I know you work really hard to sort of bring other people along and yep. uh, and get other people involved. You've actually bought extra season tickets yourself. So you've got season tickets and you've got tickets yep. for other people to bring along now. Um, I mean, do you feel as a sponsor, you're, you're getting a lot from it? I shouldn't, I should maybe, I should have qualified all this before suddenly <laughs> putting you on the spot, but uh, obviously the answer is yes, Carl, but. <laughs> yes, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but we often talk about, um, making sure that when we work with sponsors that we're, we're giving something to, um, to them that yeah. provides them some form of return on investment, even if it's, it's just from a giving back kind of thing. Um, but how do you, how do you sort of qualify it for yourself? 
Well, I think I've come from a from a position uh, originally where um, it was um, uh, my wife Steph who said, "Why don't we sponsor a player?" And, and mm -hmm. my immediate reaction was, "Why would you want? Why would you want to do that?" Um, um, and um, but once we did it, and we then started to get involved with the player. Um, what that then does is you're involved in certain activities with the club and you get to know the club. And yeah. I would say since, um, um, since yourself um, and Ross have taken over and Heather and that whole team, people are much more exposed to the, it is a, a, a family club. Um, and um, so you get to understand and then you get to know where you can really see the benefit as a business to align themselves with, with the club. Um, such as the Raiders and and off the back of that we've obviously been involved with um, Uno and um, Deuce this season where Deuce has come along to community events that we've been um, we've been putting on um, he's been to our sites we've we've um, um, had him on our social media um, real good ambassador for the club and um, and I think you get out of it what you put in I think yeah. there are certain certain sponsors that will just want to give some money and and mm. that will be part of their CSR and that will be you know and that will be it. Yeah. Um, we we um, you know we wanted to see and, that, and the good thing is about all the sponsorship packages are flexible, so you can yeah. talk to the club about them and pick what's right for you. Um, and what we've done is we've um, we bring clients along to the games. Um, we're naturally um, enthusiastic about um, the Raiders anyway, so we give them a good time. Um, and um, so it's a little bit of every single person that either hadn't been to Raiders for a long time or it was their first time, always come away and say, oh, what an amazing, what an amazing experience. I can't understand why I haven't been or, or so on and, and have a perception of, of what it is. And, um, and, I could take a client out for lunch and we could have a chat and everything else, but why not do that same thing with a hot dog in our hand and watch a brilliant game of basketball? So it's yeah. something different and, um, and it works for us. Um, and I think for, for the level of sponsorship package that we've got, it, it definitely provides a, uh, you know, a return for us. And it fits with our, I think the Raiders culture fits with our company culture as well. So it's a, mm. really, good, it's a really, really good, really, really good fit. Now, of course, we've got something else in common, haven't we, Carl? We've uh, we've both been, I'm going to say, cover models for a, for a yeah. major advertising campaign in the city. <laughs> yeah, if there was anyone that's got a face for radio, it's me. And, and they decided <laughs> to put me on a um, put me on a bus stop. So, uh, which um, yeah, it was uh, yeah. But we've obviously got the link. We both went to City College and um, and were part of their advertising campaign. I'm still a little bit bitter that every time I park at City College now, uh, my post is gone and yours has replaced me. So. Oh, how come I didn't see that? I need a copy of it. It's only yeah. because it, it keeps the dogs off the grass just underneath the posters. That's, That's what it'll be. All Thank it you. Yeah, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I remember when they first went up around the city and I didn't, I, I, I'll be completely honest, I didn't realise they were going to put them on bus stops and things. So when someone went up to a bus stop and went, and tagged me in it, and I'm I'm sitting there looking all serious on a ball. I'm thinking, oh no! Oh, how did I miss that? Come on, you need to send us pictures. That will be my background for the thing. That's why I'm not sending you pictures. Okay, if I promise you, it will not be my background. 
Come on, well, you're first, as beautiful as he is. <laughs> the first day it came out, and I, I was in the car with um, Heather on the way into a meeting into town, uh, and I got the call, and someone said, "What have you seen yourself? You're on, you're on Royal Parade." I'm like, "What? Sorry." <laughs> and Heather overheard this, and that was it. She, she was like, "Right, we've got to go find it." I'm like, no, 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 we haven't got time. We haven't got time. And typically, where we parked, we came straight out of that car park, and it's the first bus stop right there, wasn't it? Oh. You're lucky you had Heather with you. If it were me, you'd be alive. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Heather made me have photos taken. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> oh. well, they, kept moving, they, kept, they kept moving them around. So I was on Royal Parade, then I was down on the Barbican. Um, then I, I think you were there as well. I don't think they yeah, were moving I, it. Yeah, they got, I, don't, yeah I, kept get, I kept being seen all around the city. So, um, so yeah, and, uh, and we, got, we all know friends that want to, um, want to highlight such, a, such an event to um, the world. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I have bless. to call Heather now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, we both went to City College and City College are one of the, um, uh, the club's partners as well. It's where our academy is based. Um, and, and for me, it was, it was great because it was, it wasn't a case that I wanted to leave school, but I didn't necessarily want to do A-levels. I wanted to do something a bit more specific. And actually going to, um, I studied uh, business and finance at GMBQ at City College or CFE as it was at the time. Um, and it gave you so much more freedom and almost like going to university, you were trusted to turn up and do the work. And we would, we would go in, we'd have our lectures, we'd work in the library and we'd have to, you know, I absolutely loved it. And I think there are a lot of kids out there nowadays who, um, who could benefit from going in that direction rather than going to A-levels or, or saying that, apprenticeships even. Um, yeah. they're, they're really sort of growing nowadays. Yeah, and we have, mm. a, we have all our apprentices at, at City College um, and yeah, it was a chance. It was a chance conversation with, well, it was um, Pauline Hands came to our launch as you guys did. Um, as well right, last yeah. year, and um, and she just said to me, "Have you ever done anything at City College?" And I said, "Oh, apart from an ONC, HNC, and a degree, no." And she went, "Oh, um, so, uh, <laughs> so that was it. I was um, signed up." So that's a good question, actually. Do you think Pauline should join us on the show? Yes, absolutely. Pauline yeah. Hands, we need you on the show. Yeah, she's it's being good. nervous at the moment. She keeps saying she'll come on, but Kirsty has to come on with her. <laughs> well, we could have, you could Paul, have you're on mute. We don't hear you. Sorry, I I keep muting myself every time my dogs start barking. Every time somebody walks up my drive, dogs bark. I mute. Then I forget to unmute. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how are you coping with the lockdown at the moment? Then, obviously, you're getting out a little bit. But uh, Steph, Joe, are you all playing basketball in the garden now? I know you've ordered a basket. Or how are you sort of going about getting exercise and yeah, um, long walks, long walks with a dog. Um, Joe's been doing his drills in in the garden, which um, have been sent to him by his coach while he's on uh, while he's on lockdown. And um, so yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, it's um, I think routine is the key. Um, I think um, you have to have a routine and keep some sort of um, day, or else it will you know, or else it will run away with itself. Um, and the, the biggest challenge, I think, has been homeschooling. Um, we've got two two kids here. Steph has done the large um, majority of it, and it's it's tough, you know, doing that and working. Obviously, Steph works for the business as well, mm -hmm. so um, that is, you know, so 
I think teachers have got a tremendous amount of respect um, from the whole country as a result of, of lockdown. And um, so it's a bit of, uh, bit of a balancing act. So, um, you know, the, the basketball hoop did turn up um, yesterday um, and um, it's rained ever since. So, um, um, but it's... Of course, um, yes. Yeah. yeah, I've got to put that, put that together and then we'll get out in the garden and, and uh, you know, hopefully... Um, shoot some hoops, but but no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely fine. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we're very much looking forward to seeing you back at the pavilions, um, all being well in September, fingers crossed. We'll see how that goes, but at the moment it seems a, a little unreal to um, think about putting 1,500 people in a room together, but <laughs> life just will think, return to normal. Just think, what will the energy be like when we eventually get a game? Ah, because... Uh, Everyone is just going to be so uh, just appreciative of being able to watch a game of basketball, let alone, you know, watch a, watch a new team. And, you know, I, I, I think in whatever format it is, I think next season is going to be so exciting. Yeah. Um, I think from a, from, a, from a league, from a Raiders team perspective, you know, um, you know, and I was, I'd, I suppose I'd ask the same question, you know, how are the, how are the coaches and the, and you know, and the team and uh, adapting to, to to lockdown is is you know Paul and um, Danny in a room watching um, endless tapes of players on YouTube or, or you know what what is the what is the preparation? It's what they did before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, from our perspective, um, yeah, different things for different people. And as you, you said, the um, some of the development guys are are still doing some voluntary work and working with the, the CVL teams, um, getting bits and bobs out to them. Um, we're doing some recording uh, like this. Um, yeah, indeed, PJ and, and Danny are still looking at um, uh, looking into players. I mean, Danny lives and breathes basketball, so the, the hardest thing for Danny is like persuading him not to do something basketball-wise, even though he's he's technically not working. He's, um, he's learning, so he's... he's uh, getting out there and having zoom meetings with lots of other coaches around the region and around the world and um, trying to progress his, his own skills. Um, I mean, in terms of players, I think it's uh, depends where they are really. Um, mm. Will I know has, has got a regular routine here now where he's 11 o'clock every day. He's got uh, his mother and his brother in Australia and they do a 50, 50 minute, 60 minute workout all together which I joined in part of today. I'm going to say 20 minutes before I died a death. Um, but I am on a promise to make it 25, then 30. And so you 20 minutes at the beginning or 20 minutes at the end? It's kind of 20 minutes in the middle, actually, because I did. And I'm not including the 15 to 20 minutes of stretching and foam rollering I did first. So which in itself is, is hard. You know. uh, but yeah, I did. I did join in the middle section. But uh, so it was two circuits that I did. But yeah, but yeah. So that's that's what Will's doing. But I know from his experience, he's desperately wants to go out and play. He just mm. all his life he's played basketball to keep fit, and now he's um, he's having to keep fit for the sake of keeping fit. He's he's really struggling. But yeah, but yeah. As yeah. you say, routine is is key. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, well, I, I know Bashak, you've 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 got your exercise bike now. Yeah, I got my exercise bike. I, I had it for three days only, so today is my day four. Increasing the time, yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, I watch your, um, not your, I watched The Last Dance while on it. Yes, yes. actually, I listened, I listened to an audiobook. That was good. Oh, yeah. The, I, I like it. Oh, for a run when this is all over. I, I'm not. I'm not usually around that much on weekdays, as as I am now. Um, you know, I'm in isolation at home, so the dogs are getting better walks, longer walks. Um, uh, I'm not getting. I'm not doing as much gardening as my wife thought I would be doing while I'm at home, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're getting a lot of work done. Um, I, it's um, it's it's my first season with a basketball club um so the the whole how, how do you design a squad for the coming season and then how do you go about populating it is is actually a very interesting process to it'll be an interesting process just to watch it's even more interesting to participate in it so um uh, I'm, I'm quite enjoying that i'm learning a lot um but i like you i am just desperate for the games to start up again um, it, uh, it, it'll. I think. I think that first game back will be absolutely tremendous. It, there'll be so much energy in that room, so much pent up uh, energy released. Um, it'll be fantastic. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right. Well, I think we're just about out of time. Looking at the uh, the clock. Um, but Carl, really appreciate you joining us today, and, and oh, no doubt we'll okay. speak over the next coming weeks because we've uh, we've got some ideas on websites and things we're looking at. We? Yes, and um, thank basketball you. websites. We have to oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what <websites>. else? <laughs> and thank you for being the part of the family, most of all. Yeah.